This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey everyone, this is the Nicole Jacqueline podcast with me, Nicole Jacqueline. I'm a full-time YouTuber. I have built a following of 1 million subscribers. And this year I decided to start my own podcast to help others start their own channels, their own business endeavors, and just talk about normal life and normal stuff. So if that sounds remotely exciting to you, then stick around and enjoy. I post new episodes every Tuesday and Fridays. So I'm going to stop talking your ear off. Let's hop in to today's episode so I can talk your ear off more. I, I don't know. Hey guys, what is up? Welcome back to the Nicole Jacqueline podcast with me, Nicole Jacqueline. Today, I wanted to do an episode all about how to start a successful YouTube channel in 2020. I feel like right now is the perfect time to start a channel because of quarantine and everything. If you have always wanted to start a YouTube channel, I feel like there is not a better time than right now to start that channel, start that little side hustle you've always wanted to do. Um, you are literally quarantined in your house, so I feel like you just have no other choice than to just do it right now anyways. So if this is a sign, if you have been waiting for a sign, looking for a sign from somebody, something, this is your sign. You are welcome. Hello, I'm Nicole Jacqueline. That was actually very cringy and I apologize. Um, you can definitely find some really terrible jokes and awful uh, comedy. I'm not a comedy person. That's not even what they're called. See, like clearly I don't even know how to talk about that. So let's stick to what I know. How about that? <laughs> okay. So yes. And this is the first episode that I am posting with my name change because I had this podcast originally as the slime podcast. And then as I got about seven episodes deep, I realized that I was creating this boundary to kind of stay within just my exact niche on YouTube. Now let's change the podcast to my name, Nicole Jacqueline, because that's who I am. That's what everyone kind of like quote unquote knows me by LOL. I hate saying that. <laughs> but yeah, let's just hop into it because I have a very thick list. Um, I have about 13 to 14 bullets on things I think that would be very helpful for someone that wants to start a channel in 2020. Now, when I started a little, very, very, very short backstory, um, you can find a more in-depth 
um, how I started my channel. I think it's my second episode ever on this um, podcast. You can find a more in-depth episode about my channel experience, my growth, whatever. But I started my channel in 2013. And I when I started, it was not a cool thing to have a channel. You have to keep that in mind. Uh, nowadays, it is like a cool thing to be a YouTuber. And in 2013, it wasn't even like, I feel like it was getting there, but maybe in like big cities only. It truly was not something people did. I wanted to emphasize the people that started their channels back in like 2008 and 2010, they walked so we can now run. They had to have this extreme, extreme learning curve. And because of that, we can see their success on YouTube. We can look back and learn so much. But those YouTubers that started back then, they couldn't do that. There wasn't an example. There still really isn't a quote unquote handbook, but I can give you guys a lot more knowledge that I could ever, I can give you a lot of knowledge that I wish I would have received back in the day because it was such a learning curve. And if I could have been told half of what I'm telling you guys right now in this episode, I would probably have found success a lot faster than four years of trying and just trying to figure out what I was doing. And I really didn't make a single paycheck from YouTube. I started in 2013. I received my first paycheck in 2016, um, about three and a half years into being on YouTube, but it wasn't my full-time job, I would say, until at the end of 2016. So truly, I put a lot of legwork into it and I'm so proud of my journey, but let's hop in to... Okay, so first of all, Obviously, things are different than they were in 2013. Things are definitely going to be a lot more saturated than they ever were. However, that is an easy excuse to tell yourself. Obviously, if the entire world knew whatever they needed to know, then they wouldn't be searching on YouTube for videos. And they are still. Every single day, people are on YouTube watching videos, learning things, searching things, YouTube is a search. YouTube is a search engine, so it is your job as a creator to find your own niche and run with it. It is very easy to get discouraged because there are so many awesome people out there making amazing videos and I get it. I am also a creator and it can be sometimes very discouraging, but I think once you figure out what exactly it is you want to make videos around, the rest of it just comes so naturally. For me, when I first started, I definitely had a few years of a major, major learning curve. I, I would post so many kind of videos. I would post anything from fashion, beauty, to weird DIY, life hacks, story time, and that is fine. Um, and I'll get into this more as I talk about this more in the podcast, but YouTube has an algorithm and we all know that. And from this isn't a, like I haven't talked to an expert, but what I have noticed and what I have seen with channels is YouTube likes it. And I've kind of heard this from like panels and stuff and here and there, um, but not confirmed, but I do believe that this is a very true piece of information is that YouTube is a has an algorithm. It likes when you post the same kind of content. For example, I have two channels. I have a channel called Nicole Jacqueline and that is my main channel, but I also have a channel called Nicole Jacqueline Vlogs. And that channel is a lifestyle channel. 
I post my vlog. I post my personal life stuff on there, what I do during the day, morning routines, lifestyle stuff, work routines, that kind of content. And then on my other channel, Nicole Jacqueline, I post content based around or related to slime, DIY, crafts, hacks, weird DIY, stuff within that same kind of DIY, weird DIY category. YouTube likes that. And kind of bouncing off, once you find your niche, run with your idea and post a ton. To me, if you post more, you have a higher chance of success. If you post more, you have to learn how to edit faster. You have to learn how to make graphics faster. You're going to just learn so many things and start to understand. You will just have a much faster time learning and it can never hurt to post 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 especially right now when everyone is literally at home quarantined and you're probably bored out of your freaking mind make quarantine content make some vlogs your brand can always evolve my channel when i first started in 2013 was random like hauls fashion beauty fad like outfit videos whatever and obviously i have evolved since then just because you started in one kind of content does not mean you can ever evolve from that obviously a lot of us have done that and it is possible but i truly do believe in posting more videos than posting less videos this is my own experience with youtube and what i think works for me um, but I do think could be applied to really anyone is that if you, the algorithm does also like, obviously if you stay in like one kind of genre, but it also likes if you post a ton, like the algorithm enjoys that. I have kind of noticed that if I don't post for like an entire like seven days, I never go a week without posting. I, if I do, it's like once a week, once a week, it's like once a year and it's, I hate it so much, but the algorithm likes it when you post more. Don't get caught up looking at the views. Like sometimes videos will do really well right away. And most of the time they just won't. It'll take them like a week or two or even a few months to gain traction for fun. Just for fun fact, my first ever viral video, I posted that video and it did so terrible in the first week or two. Like obviously at the time my channel was like very small, like a few thousand subscribers. And that video did not do well at all. And then all of a sudden after, it was probably almost a month went by, that video like out of nowhere was exploding. Like it was like growing rapidly. My channel was exploding. And if you are gonna get caught up in the views and everything, then just I'm telling you right now, that will be the downfall of everything. And it can be hard, I get it, but don't be discouraged. You worked hard on that video, you put a lot of time into it, don't delete it, be proud of it, just keep posting and learning and growing. Um, I think that can be said to any kind of creator. Sometimes, and this even is for me, I get discouraged from views sometimes too. And I have to just remember that, I have to just remember that I am doing what I know best. I'm trying to learn. All I can do is post and learn and understand maybe what didn't go right or what went wrong. And sometimes it's just totally out of your hands because it's the algorithm. You know, we're working with a system that we don't even understand. You know, we've heard this and that and we've experienced certain things that we think are whatever. But end of the day, no one but YouTube and people that probably haven't ever said the algorithm know the algorithm. And it also changes 
all the time. So don't get caught up in it because you don't even know what the problem is going to be. So just keep posting, post, post, post. That will never hurt you. So my next tip kind of revolves around equipment and things that you might need to get started. And I kind of want to just be real and honest because I think there is a lot of misconception that you have to have the best lighting, the best tripods, the best microphones, all of these expensive gadgets. And that is just not the case. And so many of us started out on YouTube with like the bare minimum. Hi, me. I don't even think I had an actual camera until 2016. I spent like three years using my really janky like yearbook camera that I got for Christmas in like 20. 12 2013 and i just made it work and honestly you will learn how to edit really well and with what you have and truly some of the biggest youtubers use the most low-end free video editing software and honestly i feel like feel like if you're going to be relying on the editing to tell a bigger story than what you are trying to say initially that you should probably work on what you're trying to create in general because for me I feel like you can do the craziest video things if you just learn how to do it properly through better visuals um, with what you're saying be more articulate there are things that you can do to up the video game without having the most insane supplies the most insane gear so what I'm gonna say is if you're gonna invest in anything most of us have um, a phone most of us have a laptop and if you want to be super you know low budget on this you can literally edit videos from your phone honestly most of you guys probably have iphones and iphones have really really good camera quality i all the time will use my iphone to vlog on my other channel nicole jacqueline vlogs i'll do that all the time and honestly it works and it's totally fine and it most of us do it all the time. There is a really nice app I use to edit my Instagram video sometimes. It's called InShot. And I will link all of what I'm saying down below um, with like apps and links to equipment that I recommend. So if you're going to buy a camera, if you want to invest in a camera, you have a little you have a little bit of cash to invest in a camera or something like that. I recommend the Canon G7X Mark II. Um, the Mark II, because that is the best one from what I've heard, I actually have the Mark II. I had the Mark I, and then the Mark II came out. The Mark II is incredible because it has a flip screen that you can flip up to look at yourself and vlog with, which is awesome. But it also has really awesome autofocus. It has amazing camera settings, and I love that camera so much. You can also buy a little like a little pop filter to go over the microphone because the microphone is actually on top of the camera, which can be so hard because if you cover that little, because there's like four dots on top of the camera, then if you cover those, it literally makes the audio sound like you're underwater. So if you have a few extra dollars here, um, they have these little pop filters to go over the microphone and it's a lifesaver so i believe the canon g7x is a not it's expensive but it isn't like a dslr i mean i now that i have been doing this for a long time i obviously have a ton of equipment and i have a dslr i have a g7x i have a vlog camera i have so many different materials now but truly they are not all essential 
unless you are going to be doing various kind of content, you want multiple angles, you know, truly don't invest until you are making an income off this. Okay, the Canon G7X, okay, yeah, it's expensive. Um, I'm seeing one on Amazon that comes with a little tripod, an SD card, a charger. Um, I'm seeing um, multiple batteries, a little camera case. Very, very nice situation for $540, which is kind of expensive. Very, actually, that's very pricey, I understand. But this camera is incredible. And almost every YouTuber uses this camera. It's also a great camera for Instagram photos. It takes great quality pictures and stuff. It's a very small camera too. It's very compact. And you can bring this camera wherever you go. So I have to say, yes. Ultimately, if you're going to invest in anything, invest in a little camera situation. To me, once you start investing more seriously in your business, I think it levels up the playing field more because you're going to think about that every single day, how you bought that nice camera for like $500. You're going to think about that all the time and you're not going to let yourself just let that sit and collect dust. You're going to be more motivated to just show your life. Okay, I wanted to discuss next about some misconceptions with YouTube. Um, I think it can be easy to watch a video online and think it just... I think it definitely looks easier than it actually is. And I think most things do and that's okay. I get it. I understand. I'm also a YouTuber and that's how it can be sometimes. Understand that YouTube is a full time job. If you can only give, let's say 25% of your time, <laughs> random number right now, then just understand that it's going to take that much longer to grow a sustainable, monetizable following. So just keep that in mind and don't be discouraged though because I have so many people that I know that have grown in a year, but I also have friends that I know that have take it's taken them, you know, 6 years to grow, but it has worked out and I I truly believe that there are that you will not lose anything from trying this and not giving up even if it is has even if it has been 5 years and you're still trying to like pursue the side hustle don't give up don't stop why would you stop at four and a half years you've already put so much time in keep changing it up keep listening to what people are saying if something is not working why be a dead horse <laughs> i low key hate that phrase but i just said it so there it is but truly if it's not working, then change it. Maybe you don't even like it anymore. Change it up. Change your genre. So you have that power. So don't feel like you have to stay to doing one thing if it's not even working. Slash, if you don't like it, change it up. But I think that you have to just start and run with it and you can always change as time goes on. Obviously, YouTube likes it when you stay in the same kind of genre and do that same thing differently over and over again. However, you know, you aren't a slave to it. You are self-employed. It is your channel. That being said, I want to talk about listening to your analytics, your comments, and the overall reaction, watch time, just understanding that once you post a video, your job is not done for that video. And personally, I can say I need to get better at doing this because there are so many incredible resources that YouTube shows you and gives you like watch time, audience retention, um, overall retention. It shows you when people stop watching your video and it shows you how many of them stopped. And it's very interesting. And truly, I think 
it can be very, very helpful to listen to the audience's reaction. If they're commenting that you're talking for too long or you're doing this that's annoying them, listen to them because you're going to lose viewers if you don't listen to what they're saying. Yes, you are making videos that you like, but at the end of the day, you are making videos to accommodate people. People are watching you because they want to learn something. They are trying to gain something from you. YouTube is a search engine much like Google and Instagram and whatever. You know, you go on these resources to learn something. So make sure that you are accommodating your viewers. YouTube is a search engine. And if you think about it, whenever people talk about YouTube, they talk about it in many ways. People either just watch YouTube or they say, oh, I went on YouTube to find out this, which I wanted to mention my next topic is it is a search engine. So make sure that when you are filming your videos, when you are editing your videos, when you are overall producing them and even when you are tagging them in your YouTube upload and make sure that when you are typing in your tags, you are typing them in as if you were searching for a certain video. For example, let's say that on my channel, Nicole Jacqueline, I made a video on how to make butter slime or how to make a, let's do, let's do a basic. Let's say that I'm making a video that's how to make basic slime tutorial. Okay. So that is my title for the video. And now I have to think about it. I have to think about, and my next thing I think about is if I were searching for how to make slime, what are some components that I would search for? How would I, as a random human being, go on YouTube or just even Google in general? How would I search for it? Would I say how to make fun slime? Would I say how to make borax free slime? Would I also search things like fun slime ideas? Think about how someone else perceives. And that is why I think it is very, very, very important before you start whatever you're doing to understand the ins and out of what you are talking about. If I'm making a video about how to make a slime tutorial, whatever, I should probably understand what exactly glue is searched for outside of slime or understand what other types are out there. Who is watching my video? What demographic should I include in the tags? Um, how to make slime for kids? How to make slime family friendly? I think once you understand your niche through and through, that is how you keep in touch with your own niche. Obviously your niche will evolve. Um, slime, for example, in 2016, 2017 versus slime now in 2020, very, very different. Okay. Watch videos within your niche to understand, do research all the time, understand where you're, where the trends are going and how you can make a video within your own niche based off a trend. How can you merge the two topics together and make some kind of brand new video idea that hasn't been done yet. And that truly is the key there. And Information is only as powerful as you make it. I can tell you all this right now, but how will you go and apply it? That's up to you. And you can listen to podcasts on podcasts and watch a videos on videos. But how are you going to apply that to your own channel, your own business? Truly, it is up to you. And a very not so swift transition here. It's so hard to like change topics and like flow better, but I will get better, I promise. So, because on YouTube videos, it's kind of just like, okay, done, hee <laughs> hee, fun music, next topic, haha. -ha. So we're getting better at it. So uh, I guess kind of lastly-ish, I wanna talk about 
I wanted to talk about your presence as a YouTube creator. When I started my channel, I decided that I wanted to be an on-camera personality absolutely through and through. And when I made that choice, I decided that no matter what, I would be on camera and I just love being on camera. Being on camera is who I am as a person. I'm very loud. I'm, you know, unique, you could say, LOL. No, I'm just very obnoxious and I am proud to be who I am. And I could not get that through the, I could not get that message through anyone's head without being on camera. So to me, that is why I think is very important to stay on camera. From a brand's perspective, when a brand wants to sponsor a creator, when they want to sponsor an influencer, they're sponsoring their whole personality. It's not just about the niche that they're in. It's much bigger than that. What sells a product is somebody's personality. You know, it's seeing that product being applied in someone's day-to-day life and their lifestyle and ingraining it into their own personality, which is why some brand deals just make sense and some just don't. You have to ask yourself, end of the day, it's your channel. What do you want from this? Do you want this to be kind of like a side hustle thing that you can pursue this full-time even, but do you want this to be something that you kind of do, but it's like on the down low, you know, you aren't even in the videos and that's fine. You don't even have to be in a video, you know, that's just like a personal preference. Truly at the end of the day, it's personal preference. You can find success in many ways on YouTube. It's honestly just about being upfront with yourself and honest. Can you pursue whatever it is you are portraying long-term? Is being on camera even an option for you? Are there things that are going to limit you from being on camera? Just be real with yourself and ask yourself these questions. Um, And obviously, everything that I've said in this podcast so far, you can literally do whatever you want and you can evolve. Obviously, that's not even worth saying again. Like, you know that. But you just ask yourself, do you want to be on camera? What's your end goal? Do you want your physical self to be part of your brand? Do you want to be part of your brand, but only like 25%? okay, that's fine. But just understand that. I'm going to leave it there for this episode because I want to go more in depth on my channel on YouTube, Nicole Jacqueline, and give more of a visual example of products, my lighting situation, the equipment I use, things I've learned from YouTube and whatnot. And I do really would like to, I really would like to do more episodes on how much I've made on YouTube throughout my seven years, understanding what these numbers mean. And how you can monetize your brand regardless of your following. Because truly, there are brands out there that want people, they want people to work with that have a quote unquote like smaller following or larger followings. Like there is a spot for every creator out there, no matter their size, their kind of following, their kind of demographic, there is a spot for everyone in this world, which is the best part about being self-employed and doing your own job making your own videos. That's obviously why I'm doing it still. I truly love it so, so much. So if I should do more episodes about YouTube, you know, like tips or life hacks or advice and whatever, let me know because I love this stuff. I think it is very interesting. It's very fascinating. 
For more, I will have some stuff. I will have my channel linked down below as well as my Instagram. I, I have three Instagrams. Actually, I have at Nicole Jacqueline podcast or just at Nicole Jacqueline. And I also have my slime Instagram slime by Nicole Jacqueline. But I will link my, I will link both of my channels, including my podcast channel, my vlog channel and my main channel down below. And of course, if you guys love this podcast, please give it five stars. It helps me and other people find this podcast and I love it so much. I am honestly very much so here for the podcasting scene. It is just like very much me and I'm posting now consistent. I'm posting now twice a week and not just once a week. I'm posting every Tuesday and Friday. I will ideally, um, I would like to end up posting Monday, Wednesday, Friday, eventually. But right now we're doing Tuesday, Friday, which previously we were just doing Fridays. And honestly, that feels like more me. I think when I post more, I am more down to film them. I don't know what it is. I don't want to pre-film. I want to kind of talk in the moment. So anyways, I'm talking way too much. I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It means the world to me. All right. See you guys really soon. Bye. How do you even end a podcast? I will see you guys very soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Nicole Jacqueline podcast with me, Nicole Jacqueline. Wow, so cheesy. I need an outro. I need to figure out an outro situation. But love you guys so much and stay safe, stay healthy, and I will talk to you guys in next week's episode.